Welcome back to 40 Years to Freedom podcast. You're listening to Jen. I've got the beautiful Brittany here. How are you doing today, honey? I'm good. How are you today? I have been better. Yeah, I get it. I definitely have been better. Yeah, some days are like that. Some weeks, some months, some years. So far, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Can just... Kick rocks. Suck it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. But we're here. You show up. That's what's important, right? Yep. Yeah. Get out of bed every day. Start your day. Yeah. At least we try. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll just start out with it that... Your girl is single again, and that was a shocker. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So it is what it is, and I truly wanted to do this podcast about, like, a man-hating podcast because that's what everybody automatically thinks that we do, and I was just like, oh, you know, let's do it. This is the moment. Well, I'm here I for got another it all day. built up, and then I really thought about it, and I don't hate him. I right. don't hate him. Right. Like, I love him, and I, I'll always love him. He... He was, he is a good man, but it just, it just wasn't in our cards. And this has been a lot for me to Mm -hmm. process. Yeah. It's like I'm grieving. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just didn't really see it coming. Even though now that I over, because I'm an overthinker. Mm -hmm. We both are. Yep. I overthink every situation that ever happened and every conversation and all of that. And I say I didn't see it coming, but I saw it coming. I feel like when you're in it, though, like you don't want to think the negative of anything. You're just like riding the wave of being happy and like in the moment and giddy. And so sometimes those red flags are in hindsight. You don't see them until after. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, you know, you're you're a good person because you put yourself out there. And um, two things. Glad you threw away the highlighter doesn't suit you anymore (laughs) and two, like um you put yourself out there honestly what you were looking for and um that other person just wasn't as honest back of what they were looking for and if they were you probably wouldn't have been that emotionally invested as you were and that's a that's unfortunate because that's not why you get into relationships you Mm -hmm. from the beginning you meet somebody you're honest you tell them what you're looking for and um, it seemed like all the cards were aligning but obviously they weren't and that's not your fault Mm -hmm. you know you were somebody awoke this love inside of you that they weren't ready to catch you and that's not fair because that's not fair right it's It's not fair fair. you put yourself you put out all your cards on the table yeah and they accepted that they're like cool and we had those conversations plenty literally in the very beginning like Mm -hmm. here's here's because you were nervous going into it here's what i have going on here's my red flags here's my red flags about you and everything was just a lot and everything was reassured that it all was good and it was good happy times and honestly the last four months I guess I can't count January now, but the four months before that were the happiest I have been in a very, very long time for myself, right? For myself. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of happy moments. I have great friends in my life. Mm -hmm. My family's absolutely amazing. And I have a great support team all the time. But for myself, there's nothing ever really I get excited for these days. And I was truly excited about this. Like it opened me up. It opened up my heart. And... I saw so much potential, like trying to think of the future, all of that. My kids knew him and bringing that, that's a lot to begin with. And just trying to come back from that is, 
I wish him all the best. Mm -hmm. I wish him all the good things. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm in a really dark place. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? We're going to talk about mental health and what we do to help support our own systems and our own, you know, daily affirmations, whatever it is that we need to do to get through the day. And that's... I'm just, I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck right now. Yeah. And that's the hardest part is I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know what to do with my weekends. I don't know what to do with my, my evenings. I am lonely. And even though, again, I have this amazing support system, it, it was just so great Mm -hmm. for, for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then now it's all gone. And it kind of happened quick in the end of like a whirlwind. So it does keep your head spinning. So then you're like in a different spot where it's not like, okay, you kind of had time to prepare. You could feel it happening or coming on. It kind of happened quickly after like Christmas time from outside looking in, you know, we literally just podcasted and it took me, I always listen to our podcast the day Mm -hmm. that they come out just so I can, you know, yep, kind of you know, not necessarily judge it, but you know, I want to critique it in my head and I couldn't listen to this one until just the other day. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't listen to it because I knew everything that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And since then I am just, I'm just not good. And so I'll start first with all of this, where I'm at, where I'm at with my life. I am confused about so much, so much of in life in Mm -hmm. general, I'm confused about what I want for myself, Mm -hmm. just for myself. Right. I want, what, what do I want? What am I looking for? Where do I want to be? Where do I see myself? Am I ever going to be enough for someone? I'm not going to get emotional. I'm going to really try not to get emotional on this podcast. But in my heart, I feel truly that I am, I'm the middle man. I'm the middle, I'm the middle woman, right? The one that's in between relationships. And this is why I haven't had a successful relationship since David died. And that's where I keep taking myself to. It's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like a rest stop, right? Until people figure out truly what they want. And that's what gets me is, am I ever going to be enough? Am I going to find that person who's going to be able to connect with me on all levels and accept me for who I am? I mean, I guess a lot of this had to do with my love and appreciation for him. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. Like Mm -hmm. I shower, I, I'm a lover. Mm -hmm. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I expressed my love a couple times and that's where I think the downfall was because he wasn't there yet or he, maybe he was never going to be there. Now, the best quote that I've seen in all of this has been a quote by Bob Marley, Bob Marley, who huge fan. And he said, a weak man is one who opens up a woman's heart with no intention of loving her back. And I couldn't agree with that more because he knew where I was. Totally. He knew how I felt. He gave me everything that I needed to fill my cup. Mm -hmm. And then overnight it was all gone. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to swallow. Totally. So He love bombed you. And it makes me really mad because... um, these thoughts that you're having, like that obviously is your mental health is not like 100% right now because of the damage that this breakup has caused you. And it's not fair because now you're staring at yourself in the mirror saying, what's wrong with me? And that is not the case. Yeah. There's not something wrong with Jen. 
obviously there's something wrong with this man for doing that to somebody, anybody, and any other man or woman that does that to somebody who loves them. You know, it's not fair of them to open that up inside somebody with no intention of following it through, especially when that person, like you're an adult, you've been married, you've lost a husband, like you are transparent about what you're looking for. And had he said in the very beginning, like, Hey, I'm really just looking to casually date and have some fun. You probably would have guarded your heart way differently than if he was, didn't say something like that, you know, and that's not fair. So now it's leaving you with this freaking mess inside your head to deal with unravel and put yourself back together when that's none of that's your fault and you need to sometimes remove yourself from yourself to really understand that because it hurts me that you're hurting thinking like what's wrong with me am I ever gonna be find this and am I the middleman or am I not first thing I texted you I'm like I don't think I'm ever capable of receiving love yeah and that's not true and but that's truly how I feel it's That's, because the damage that, yeah. you know, you've gone through. And it's it's hard because I don't want anybody to look at him negatively. <clears throat> and I'm trying not to portray him. He's great. He's great. He was great. And I truly thought we had a genuine connection. But if he was so great, he wouldn't have done that to you. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a friend who is protective of you, you know, yeah. from, it, from an outsider looking at it. If he was that great, he wouldn't have hurt you. And so that's, I think, where you have to draw the line that like, okay, our time was great, but obviously that was bad on his part to do this to you. So, but maybe I did something to him too. So, I mean, I'm not going to put it all out there. Everybody has their, you know, their ups and downs in relationships and our audience is going to hear my story and Mm -hmm. not his story. And there's always two stories, Mm -hmm. right? The Mm -hmm. truth is somewhere in the middle there, but I I, it literally it it to me it came out of nowhere and I don't know if it happened because I don't know the timing of it I understand but was it a wait to get me through the holidays to make sure I had a good holiday like I Do feel like feel I could like Venmo, I feel like... like I should Venmo like request him for everything that I paid totally for Christmas <laughs> yeah for New Year's you know that was an expensive evening like I, I just and then that's that's like the hate in me which I don't I, you don't again be I don't want to be hateful because I'm not a hateful not. person and but in my heart I'm just like what a waste like mm-hmm. what a waste another thing I saw online and you know how like your phone right it's listening to you all of my reels all of the algorithm is it's so sappy and heartbreaking and so then i just sit there all in my emotions and i'm and i and i got sick of sending them to you (laughs) sorry i'm like not that not that you're not there but it's not just like there's like three solid girls in my life that i would send this stuff to and I finally, I was just like, I need to stop. Like, I need to stop. So then I just started saving them. So now I save them on my Instagram and I have them there for me to reflect on, to try and get me to understand that clearly I'm not the only one who goes through heartbreak in the totally. world. And there's tons of people out there that don't seem to get it right. Mm-hmm. Me included. 
but I'm over that. So I've been like bottling it up and trying. I really have been trying. But that's part of the process, the grieving process. Yeah. Like I know when I've gone through breakups, like I sit with the sad songs and I'm bawling mm -hmm. and I'm like, they hit deep and it's like part of the process yeah. of grieving. You kind of have to go through it to get through it, you know? Yeah. And um, there's nothing wrong with like finding relatability in these posts or in these reels or anything like that, that it's like, ooh, that one hits. That feels, that feels something for me. Like that's part of the process so yeah. you know if you're saving them like whatever means to like get you through that's there's nothing wrong with that yeah if, well i feel i feel stupid like and i know this is just gonna be me talking mm -hmm. i don't need you to reassure me that i'm not stupid i don't but you're not any, I, I, I know. <laughs> go ahead but he is the first man since david that i have posted about that i've taken pictures with and showered my social media with right and of course, I, I've ordered all these self-help books and how to love yourself and, you know, the 10 rules of breakup, like things that you're not supposed to do, things you got to, you know, be stern with, all of that. And my hardest thing has been social media. So social media is such a part of our lives. I hate it. Like, I hate mm -hmm. social media. I truly, I hate it. And I want to take a break from all of it. I just want to, like, X off everything. But it's such a part of my job that it's hard. That I can't just, you know, delete TikTok. I'm not TikTok. I can easily delete TikTok. I can't delete Instagram from my You post for work. Because yeah. I have to post for work on several different platforms. So, I had to... Now, this is something I think, I don't know if it's childish, but I mean, like when a, when a, when a girl breaks up with a guy, the first thing that they do is delete all the pictures. I didn't do anything like that. Right. I didn't break up with him. So I didn't delete anything. But what do I do? Look at his stuff every single day, every single day. And every single day I'd see a little bit more of me being removed out of his life. And it would just sit with me so heavy and it just hurt and then it's like then I'd check it again the next day and then something else would be gone and then the next day and something else would be gone to finally it got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore and so I deleted him off of everything now he might take it and I he probably will, will never listen to my podcast or podcast again but he may take it a different way of that I deleted him because I hate him no, I deleted him for myself mm -hmm. because I couldn't keep looking at it. I couldn't keep looking and going through posts and seeing that my picture was removed from this post or I was deleted off of this or untagged in this. And for my own mental health, I just took that all away. Right. Mm -hmm. Delete, delete, delete. Easy block. I don't think I blocked him but I deleted him right mm -hmm. but as soon as I did that he turned around and did it all to me so it doesn't even really make a difference but that was like a major step for me because now I can't forcibly check it which is day. good for your mental health good for because it was health. driving you crazy wondering you know like oh am I still there am I still present in his life like and, yeah. and that again is torturous to be in that state yeah you know oh there's that good time that we had that whole post is gone mm -hmm. and there's that weekend that we just went to in Vegas and all the pictures of me are gone off of it mm -hmm. and there's Christmas but it's just of my Christmas tree and it's it was just like eating at my soul so I I took it upon myself to, to with my 
to help my own mental health just to remove him from everything. So I don't have the ability to check on a regular basis. His profile is private. So it's not like I can go and still look and be a creeper, whatever mm-hmm. people are going to call it. But mm-hmm. again, it was hard to see myself slowly disappearing from his life. Mm-hmm. Like it was nothing. And that was another thing that I saw is that it was real. And someone said, after everything that we did, we're just going to be strangers again? Question mark. And it was like, 100%. That's where I'm at. Yeah. All over again. Yeah. That is the terrible part about a breakup when somebody leaves your life. It's just like... Did any of that mean anything, you know? And that's all I keep thinking of. Like, but does he think about me? Does he think about me like how I think about him every single day? I mean, I hope if he has a soul, he does, because you guys did have good times together. And even from, you know, I I didn't know him well, but from like what I did see on social media, like it did seem that it was genuine. So I would hope if he has a soul, he does. But, you know, is he a Scorpio? No. (laughs) he's not (laughs) but you know anyway besides his astrological sign um i'm sure at the same time though it's like it's not healthy for anyone to just still be like just 20 percent in each other's lives because then it tortures you even longer and even further and then let's say he does go on a date and that girl tags him and he accepts the tag and then you see it and then you're just back in that deep state of like exactly depressed and upset and like then comparing yourself and that's no way to live and so sometimes that break that like clean break is better because long term it's not going to come back and like rear its head again you know yeah i just i'm just so i'm i'm just so old i'm so old i'm like a grandma i hope you're not a grandma i i no i am not a grandma (laughs) but at this point in my life i'm just done like i'm Mm -hmm. done i'm done with trying i'm done with looking i'm done with hoping that this is going to happen for me someday because at this point again i feel like that that rest stop Mm -hmm. you know i was the rest stop for him in between his divorce and what he wants in life all the guys that i've dated before him like never was uh, well i'm not looking for anything serious i really you know or they'd which is fine though that doesn't mean it's you well you whatever state they're out of their life like that doesn't mean it's you there's been times in your life where you were just looking to have a good time and like some guy could have really wanted a lot to do with you and you're like man i'm not there you know yeah that doesn't mean that's that person's fault like that's not your fault it's just whatever journey they're on didn't align with your journey at the same time even though he said it did which is what's causing the the confusion and the upset like heartbreak but um you're not a rest stop like i i know that for a fact as your friend like and i know you don't want to hear it just from your friends like it's way different when it love and affection comes from a man than your friends and like really fuels you differently but um some of the other people that you've dated casually that you've never posted about like they're just not at that level for you you deserve more than that and you truly truly do and just maybe like maybe he was put in your life for a reason it was like to dust yourself off get back out there feel what it feels like to know things that you want and you don't want and it might god removed him for a reason because there might be something else out there for you Mm -hmm. it might happen tomorrow at the grocery store it might not happen for another year but it got you ready to know like okay 
next time maybe I I don't go all in this way and next time I guard my heart a little bit better or next time I am very blunt from the beginning that like don't even take me on a date if you're not looking for something serious because I am 100% you know you want to have a relationship again one day maybe get married again and you don't have time to waste with somebody that's going to just jump all over your heart yeah Yeah, that's not fair I agree with that I agree with that so it's funny that you say that because as soon as it happened, like, and I'm not posting, I feel like I'm trying not to post. Like, I feel like you're doing a good job. Sappy, my heart is broken kind of stories or mm-hmm. whatever. And I have people that follow me who can feel something is wrong. And so they are literally reaching out like, what's going on? It seems like you're going through something like you. I don't know if it's a breakup. I don't know this like breaks my heart that all of this happens. But people are coming out of the woodworks that I never would have thought would even I would even cross their mind or that they pay attention to my feet or whatever that is. But this is crazy. There have been a couple situations to where men there have been men that have been interested in me and i'm so delusional about it right now that i'm just like i don't even i i'm not even paying attention and so perfect example this last saturday i was i went to a concert i went to aaron lewis concert with um chad and anna and christy and sean and so let me start with the whole night i get here first i have a couple cocktails here very small cocktails we go to dinner at the depot and I have two more small cocktails. We rush over to the tour bus because the concert's about to start in like 20 minutes. We go on the tour bus. I meet Aaron Lewis, which that was super rad and his adorable dogs, super adorable. And then we go and we get our passes and we're side stage, right? So we go backstage first. And there's like a bar set up. And at that moment, even though I had been drinking and my plan was that I was going to go all out, like I was going to party that night. I wasn't coming home. Like I knew Amber was across the street with her whole family at the PBR. I was going to meet up with her afterwards. I was going to rage. That was going to be my purpose for Saturday night. When God has a different plan for you, like he makes you feel a certain way. So we get backstage and there's like all this booze sat up, like s- sitting out for and everybody backstage to backstage bars you don't have to pay for. So you don't have to, yeah, it's like, please so don't mind if I do. making themselves drinks. And I just like, I, for, for whatever reason, I just decided that I didn't want to drink. And everyone's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Well, nothing, nothing's wrong. I just don't want to drink. So I grabbed a bottle of water. Worst side stage for the whole concert. Amazing concert. And I'm just happy to be there. And they ended up with a bottle of Jack Daniels. They were all drinking. Why aren't you drinking? I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Like now I'm just not feeling it. And I don't know if I wasn't already feeling well, but the last 30 minutes of the show, I get super lightheaded and we didn't have chairs or anything. We're just standing there. So I go to the bathroom and I just sit down in the bathroom just to try and get my shit together. And it's not working. 
And so I spend like five minutes in the bathroom. Nothing happens. So I get up and I go back side stage and I'm standing there. And all of a sudden the entire room is like closing in on me. And I grab Christy and I'm like, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to pass out. And she grabbed me and she put me on this box that was like holds like stage equipment and stuff. And I sat there and I just put my head in between like my knees, like the whole room was spinning. I didn't feel good. And then all of a sudden, everybody from our group is around me. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just want to go home. Like, I I just want to go home because at that point I didn't, and I hadn't been drinking in hours. I hadn't been drinking. I'm like, I just want to go home. Now I get up to walk out and I couldn't walk. I almost fall over. Anna grabs me. Chad comes over, gets the other side of me. From that point on, I don't remember the next few minutes. Like I literally don't remember. So scary. And next thing you know, I'm sitting in a chair backstage, kind of by the back door and it's open and the fresh air feels good. And Anna's trying to give me a drink. Now, rewind that just a second. They said I wasn't able to talk like I wasn't talking right. I wasn't able to walk. And Anna was trying to give me a ginger ale of some sort. And I, my mouth wasn't like working. A, so she was trying to make me drink it. And it's just dribbling down my face. Like a stroke. That's what, that's what she literally thought was happening yeah. to me. And so everybody was all freaked out. And all of a sudden, everybody was around me. Aaron Lewis's team's around me in the back. And he still has like, it's literally the last three songs of the show. Right. But all of his people backstage are around me. And all of a sudden, there's all these people from the Reno ballroom that are around me. One guy I hear says, I'm going to call the paramedics. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. I just need some fresh air. And all of a sudden, it was like I snapped back and I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I go stand outside and everybody's trying to follow me. And I'm like, I just want to I just want to go home. And Sean was my hero of the night, goes and runs to go get his truck. In that time frame, I go to the bathroom. I get sick. I come back out. Sean's there ready for me I go get in his truck and Sean's just like who's that guy that was following you and I'm like what and he's like there was that guy because we were talking about (laughs) breakup right and I was just like I just need a guy like Aaron Lewis like I just need a guy that looks like that sounds like that you know plays a guitar can sing a song take me on his tour bus drive me all over the country like that's the kind of man I'm looking for and he was like well who's that guy that was on his team that was like he was all about you and I'm like what like what because it wasn't even on your radar it wasn't even on my radar so then he drives me home I didn't understand what was happening he drives me home, drops me off. The next day I wake up, I felt like I got hit by a train and I was slow. I couldn't really function like my arms. I couldn't lift my arms. So crazy. I was super lightheaded. I still didn't feel good. I threw up several times over the night and ch- everybody's checking in on me. Chad's just like, um, he said something about, he's like to that. He's like, who was that guy? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Sean was saying like, this one guy was all about you and he watched him follow you out when you left for the bathroom. And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. And so then by the time I ended up going to the emergency room, they checked me all out because Aaron is freaking me out thinking that I had a stroke. She's like, I think you had well, a totally. stroke. So I go to the emergency room. Then I felt like an ass because there's nothing wrong with me. And I go home and I'm talking to Chad and Anna about it. And Chad's like, yeah, there was that bigger guy. He he i guess was following you he walked outside with you when we took you outside making sure you were okay and you don't remember him at all what he looks like i don't even remember what he looks like right like so i did bummer. not even see just kidding what did you say <laughs> bummer but, 
<laughs> I mean, you know. But that's what I'm saying. I'm oblivious. Like, I'm oblivious to it right now. Uh-huh. Just because I'm in this whole sense of... And you didn't have a drink, so nobody could have roofied you. Like, I had a and, bottle of water that had a lid on And when you were at the depot, nobody could have roofied you. Nope. Right. You were with your group. I was with my group. Right. And my drink went from the bar, which we were sitting right there by the bar, to right in front of me. And I never went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And plus, it, if I was roofied, then... I wouldn't have been able to bounce back as quick yeah. as I did. Like it was like, f- and you would have kept drinking because that would have been like the frame of mind. Like roofie like, takes party, you somewhere, yeah, right? somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So again, scary situation. Nothing was wrong with me. They did all the lab works. They did all the tests. And all of that. Nothing was wrong. But again, the point of the story is not for everybody. To be like, oh my god, Jen, what's going on with you? Life, life is going <laughs> on with me. I think it's taking a toll on me on many shapes and forms, but oblivious that some man was following me and trying to get my attention and all i wanted to do was puke mm-hmm. <laughs> right right all i wanted to do was puke like god put a man in front of you and you didn't even recognize <laughs> there's the problem the aaron lewis tour like yeah and, like he what if he was been, manager what like if he, what if oh yeah <laughs> Okay, we gotta call Aaron. We gotta call Excuse me, Mr. Lewis. Who is the gentleman? Can you actually send me a picture first, just so of your employees (laughs) line up? Just so I know who we're all talking about. See, God removes one from your life, puts one right in front of you, and you don't even notice. That's the problem. Instantly, another guy was like, "Let me take you to lunch." I had to cancel that because again, I was in the emergency room. But and then I have this other. Not that he was ever a thing, but he saw my posts and then reached out and he's just checking on me, make sure I'm good. And he literally wrote, he's like, I already know you're an amazing person. I think that you've been through hell and back and like you are a survival, you're a survivor of so much and like whatever's going on, you know, just take a deep breath and you're going to get through it because you're tough. Like right. you're going to be able to handle it. So again, not that I'm looking to date anybody. No, but look at all those people just in a one weekend that you like, they know like how amazing you are, what you've gone through, like they care. Um, that's why I'm saying like, don't let anybody freaking that one DJ or whatever. And then this guy, like <laughs> the <laughs> white rapper, yeah. the white rapper. <laughs> the white rapper. Oh don't let any of these people make you feel just because their life isn't where it's at, that you're not worthy of things because clearly you, there you, you are worthy. You are worthy. You're our survivor. You are a warrior. Like there's going to be heartbreak in life and we can't, it's inevitable. We can't avoid that. Um, yeah. It's just how we come out on the other side and people see that and um, don't ever think that like it's not going to happen for you because. Well, I definitely don't ever want to go through this again. I get it. Nobody wants I don't to go through this. Nobody so gets into a relationship. Nobody gets into a relationship with the anticipation of a heartbreak. Yeah. You only get into it with good will going into it. So don't like harden your heart to those things, but also, you know, just tread. Not that you didn't, but you know, it's just a learning curve that it's like okay well the next time i am gonna guard my heart for a little bit longer and a little bit harder until i know that that person is really going to be able to catch me if i fall and worthy of my love absolutely like someone i don't know i think i'm a catch i think i'm a catch i know you're a catch (laughs) i think i'm a catch and 
I, I truly, I thought I found my person. I, I thought I found my person and it was gone in a flash, like in a flash. And so the rules, no contact rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to contact. And I did never got a response but you said don't respond right i said don't respond because that was for your own mental health to get it off your chest yep and that's good and that's okay you know you told him not to he didn't fine exactly so uh uh, no contact remove social media i've done all that and then it says to work on yourself so again that's where we're going with this podcast (laughs) not my sad breakup story and I, I want to talk about things that put you in that state, right? So right now, this is me in the, I am literally reevaluating my entire life, like where I've gone wrong, what I've done wrong, what I'm doing now. Is it fulfilling my cup? Is it filling my cup? Is it fulfilling my heart, my head, my emotions, everything? Like I'm ready to let it all go and mm-hmm. just pick up, move, done, gone, out. But again, that's not who I am. And you can't run. The grass is never greener. You have to like address the things that are right where you stand. So mental health, let's talk about, let's start with therapy, Mm -hmm. right? So do you, everybody has dark moments Mm -hmm. and you for sure have had plenty of them over the last year. And I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges right now. And I don't want that to sound like a thing, but your own mental health, right? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to help with your own mental health right now with what's going on in your life? Well, my mental health has been a roller coaster um, probably like the last 10 years of my life. So I am a big component of um, seeking a therapist. And for me, that's what I have found in the past that works. Um, I've gone through a couple, um, but right now I'm at a point in my life that um, I have a lot of... I have panic attacks and um, those needed to be addressed. Like I can't function if I'm having a panic attack and I can't care for my child. Um, So I um, found a therapist who we have had a working relationship before her and I, and now it's since we don't, it's not a conflict of interest for her to be my therapist. Um, It's somebody who I like really respect. I, she's kind of, I I admire her. I look up to her and we have a lot of similar beliefs in in life. And I think that's important when you have a therapist, like Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys should have some commonalities in ways. Um, And um, I'm all in, I'm very excited about the journey that I'm on right now. Um, I think I even told you like, if if you feel like you need a therapist there's nothing wrong with that some people get weird about that they're like oh i don't my husband he's like i don't need a therapist i don't need someone to tell me how i'm kind of that person i if i'm gonna and that's okay transparent like i don't need a therapist but really if i take a look at my life and my my history i i guarantee i need one totally i think everybody does I, i think that we just have to swallow our pride a little bit to accept and be open to what they have to say and my my I've had four therapists in my life and the first two they never really like made me look in the mirror and like I would only tell them what I want them to know and you know it's like one side of the story of a breakup like people she's only hearing this side of things so how is she ever going to help me get the tools to fix the things that are 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 worse than I'm actually telling her. Mm-hmm. Um, my third therapist was more like a psychologist and it was just for medication right when Veda was diagnosed to help get me like through because I didn't want to live mm-hmm. and um, that needed to be addressed quickly and that helped get me through. Um, 
Now, this therapist that I'm with, um, she's a psychiatrist and she knows some things about me that it's almost better that she kind of knows those things because she's forcing me to dig deep. Like she's asking me the hard questions. I'm not just telling sugarcoating her my side of anything. Like she's really forcing me to like dig to the core of like why I'm feeling this way and why am I having these panic attacks and why am I getting this tunnel vision when I'm driving down the freeway that my daughter's going to die. Like those are not real thoughts, Mm -hmm. but they're real thoughts that are happening to me. You know, I'm white knuckle even maybe she's not breathing in my back seat and I have to pull over and like that's not real real and so um for me yes therapy is very important to my mental health and I'm very grateful that for me myself I'm able to acknowledge when I'm in that really dark hole I can't just call you up and be like okay Jen I don't want to live and I'm I wake up in the middle of the night and I sweat that my daughter's gonna die like how are you going to to help me like I have to have a professional Mm -hmm. teach me coping skills teach me grief teach me the trauma that I've lived in my life like how to get through it and um so her realigning me to get be like the best I can mentally is only gonna help and protect me the long term and make me better um so yes I believe in therapy. I do see a psychiatrist. I think it's very important. I um, have learned just in the few sessions I've started with her, like how to remove myself. You know, I haven't had a lot of instances yet to use these tools, but like to breathe right, to, to process some thoughts quickly so I can get myself out of that like fight or flight mode. I've been in fight or flight my whole life. And so I have to really rewire my brain to get to a better place you know and so I think that it is it it works in all situations in life not just the trauma I'm going through but like I said before this podcast a car accident is trauma a breakup is trauma a husband dying is trauma that you may think that you've you've really like grieved and gone through but like maybe not and maybe there's a lot maybe your your young adult life you know you've had quite a story so I'm a huge supporter of... How often are you going? I go every Friday. Every Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like, I'm the first person, I think it's like a good quality of me to be like, what can I change to make this situation better? How can I change? How can I grow? Versus like, oh, I'm having problems with my husband. It's all him. Screw him. He's never going to change. Well, how can I change? How can I learn things to make the situation better? So maybe I can use those tools to help him mm-hmm. if he's not going to go. That's mm-hmm. just a situation, like analogy. But um sometimes it takes a big person to be able to look at themselves first versus point the finger at other people. And I've had to do that a lot of my life. You know, I, my relationship with my parents, I can't wait for them to change. I have to figure out how I can change to make myself happy and make myself better. And in turn, my life will start getting better. You know, now, how would you find the right therapist? That's the thing, because you said you've been through four. Mm -hmm. 
How it's do you hard to know that you found the right person. It's very hard. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, you have to start with, am I going to pay out of pocket or am I going to use my insurance? So if I'm using my insurance, I got to find somebody that are they family? Are they trauma? Are they addiction? Are they sexual abuse? Are they, you know, you have to figure out like, well, what am I honing in on? What is like the core of what I need, I need help with? And then sometimes like you don't have, you can go to a couple different sessions with a couple different therapists. And I think when you're in like I do zoom uh, 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 like telehealth um, it works for my schedule and um, you could sit there and you just know when they start asking you the right questions like light bulb light bulb light bulb but when it's like you're the only one talking <laughs> in the therapy session how are you getting help like yeah. that person is just analyzing your life like I want somebody to talk to me tell me ask me questions and so it's like it's taken me forward to get to this one that I'm like oh, this feels right that's over 10 years so it just depends on how hard you're willing to look for one or like mm -hmm. you know maybe you set an appointment with four over the course of a month and then try them all out it's just like a doctor if you don't like your gynecologist you're not going to keep paying them you know you have to like have that kind of mm -hmm. care or connection with them mm -hmm. um and let them know like i'm just trying to find it's like people shop for churches they go on one sunday they go on the next sunday and then they find what feels like home to them and i think that that's like the best way to do it but it does take some legwork um and then all of a sudden that one that like something rings true inside of you it's like okay what more can you help what more can you tell me like it becomes a a mutually beneficial conversation hmm. from well. my experience I definitely think I need to look for something, not just because of what I'm going through right now, because again, it's like going through, it's like a, I'm dealing with death all over again mm -hmm. and it's affecting me in all aspects of my life. My job, my, my kids, my home life, my eating, like I'm barely eating. I've lost 12 pounds in the last three weeks. I am throwing up like all the time and i'm not sleeping and mental health um, affects all of that yeah and you can't even see it it's inside yeah. so i definitely think i need to find someone i i took i so i did see someone and that's what i want to talk about is i have a very good friend who does i want to make sure i get this right and i messaged her beforehand to make sure um so i had an energy healing session Okay. Before you talk about this, can okay. I just say that I saw you on Saturday morning. You didn't, we didn't mean to run into each other, but you were just like walking in somewhere and you like had a glow around you. Like you just looked and I know what you've gone through lately. And so I'm just like, I'm beeping my horn at you and you're like, hmm. yeah, that was a whole different story. But <laughs> beeping my horn at your attention. I'm like, someone's alarm's going off. Like I wasn't, I was so focused on the moment right there. I appreciate you saying but that. But you just looked, yeah. you looked good. Your skin had color to it. Like you looked happy. You had a bounce in your step. And I'm just like, Jen, girl, where are you going? I want to go where you're going. Like you look happy. <laughs> I ran into you again, like an hour later at another place and you just looked good and you had told me you had just had this I session just had this so session. it makes sense so uh my good friend stephanie is um she 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 is my therapy on a lot of levels mm -hmm. so it started with the very first salon that i worked at right so trey marsh uh one of the guys that worked there good friend of mine did the session with her and then he comes out and he's just like floating practically and I'm like, he's like, I just did a session. 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's telling me about it. And I knew nothing about that type of work before. And in my head, I'm like, this, what is this voodoo shit? Like, this mm-hmm. is some crazy voodoo stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't think anything of it. Not for me. I don't do that whole natural energy stuff. Then when I had the tumor, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to have that full, huge, crazy surgery. And afterwards, she gifted me a session. Now, again, I'm going into this like, okay, whatever, whatever it is, like, give it a shot. You know, it's not going to hurt me laying on a bed for an hour or whatever it is. I woke up and like she like the like she puts headphones on you and it has like spa music playing and she puts like a heavy weighted uh, eye mask on you so you can't see anything. It's super dark. And you just lay there and nothing like you don't feel anything. She's not touching you really. And like you can kind of feel her hands like barely touching you around your body. I woke up and then she jots down everything as she's doing this. And she opened up my spirit and I literally bawled like I bawled like a child. Like, And this was a couple years back. This wasn't the recent session. Okay. So 2013. Right. I felt amazing afterwards. She aligns your energy. She, you know, she aligned my chakras. She took out a bunch of uh, um, trauma in me and then healed me from the inside. Felt amazing. So then I believed I was a believer after Mm -hmm. that. Now, fast forward to 2018, David dies. I book a session with her. Uh, Actually, I don't know if I booked or she automatically reached out and she's like, you know, we Come probably, yep. and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, probably a good thing. And I did the same thing. Now this was half the time of my first session. It's not that you have a, a slot of time. Like she does what she needs to do. And once and when she's yep. done, she's done. It was half the time as my first session. And when I got up, she was just like, girl, you are so good. Like you are so good. Like there was nothing really I had to change, nothing I had to fix. Like it's like this weight was lifted off of you. You are mentally stable of continuing on. Like you're good. And I was just like, awesome, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is great. Now I just did one again uh the end of last week. And I prepped her like this is what and she automatically because she could do it like I could do it over the phone mm-hmm. and just lay in my own bed and do mm-hmm. it that way. And she can like tap into it, tap into you. But I, I wanted to be there. Like I wanted that whole experience. So she does her thing and I'm there for like an hour and 40 minutes. And I told her like all the things I was suffering from beforehand. Like I'm throwing up all the time. I'm not eating. I'm, I, I can't sleep. She was just like, okay, you know, she's like, we're going to handle this. So it's called an energy healing session. Uh, is It's when she becomes a conduit to creation, to put your system in alignment. Much like tuning a musical instrument, she harmonizes your frequency. In this multidimensional space, the layers of your energetic frequencies are revealed below you, within you, and above you. So that which no longer serves you. Trapped emotions, scenarios, trauma, past life stuff, disease, darkness, densities, other people's energies, abnormalities, anything blocking you from being in your true power is revealed to be removed and transmuted as it no longer serves you. This attunes your system to a higher state of light and frequency. 
It is the space of magic and miracles. For when you are in your power, you let spirit guide you, your intuition, and life is more grateful, graceful. Girl. She, and I, I'm not going to share with everybody because, again, it looks like chicken scratch, but this is what this was my whole thing like oh wow she she writes it all page right and she she taps into all these different things she told me that david came into it and that's when i lost it that gave me chills when you told me that the other day yeah like that he was there and he was he's been there for me for all these things and he was there and she said these birds came and then wrapped themselves around me and she thought it was chains but then her and david were like going to take the chains off and they turned out being ribbons and they were unleashing all this sadness and grief that I had inside of me. And I cried, like Mm -hmm. I cried, especially when she brought that up because I don't think about him and it's not that I don't want to think about him. It's just that it was a long time ago and I've moved on so much since he passed away that with him being in my spirit and being part of all of that, it took me back. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was crazy for me. And when I was done, I felt amazing. Yeah. Like amazing. And then the next few days, like I felt amazing until the whole stupid thing at the concert, which I, we can't wrap our heads around what happened, but like I have a better vision of my purpose. I have more grasp on the reality of who I need to be, where I'm at, Mm -hmm. and what I want to happen to me. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all decisions I need to make in the life, in my, for my life, right? They're big decisions and things that I think about and all of that that weigh me down. But I've had this, it really changed my perspective after this, Mm -hmm. like after the last three weeks and then this happened and, it it, hel- it helps me immensely. So she said, I can't call it Reiki because it's not Reiki. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it was a spiritual service that she did and provided me, a spiritual therapy service. And mm-hmm. I felt, I'm, I, and now I'm a believer in yeah. all of that kind yeah. of stuff. I love it. Um, it's crazy. Like my therapist on Friday just said that my heart chakra is broken and it, it obviously your child, something's wrong with your child. Like it's devastating. Um, and so she wants to work on that. Um, my heart chakra and just aligning it and getting me like to get it whole again. And so I, I'm, I, in past have thought like, Oh, this is so weird. But like right now I'm just at a state, like I'll do anything, you yeah. know, to get me to a better mental state. I agree. Um, but as you were reading this and all this, it reminded me that when Veda first got sick, um, Brad's cousin reached out and said, you need to bring Veda to see some- uh, this lady named Stephanie. And we talked about this in turn, it happened to be this Stephanie that, and so, um, now I'm like, after I have chills up and down my body talking to you today, um, I'm going to book Veda and I a session because I don't know how it could be done on an 18 month old, but, um, like she said it in that, um, little bio about it. Like it helps with like abnormalities, disease, like, you know, it can really like elevate. So, um, if it can help my heart chakra and it could help Veda in any way, like I'm willing to try anything. Well, it helps all the chakras it helps and, and again it's no not for sure for sure it's not something that i have ever believed in before i met her right like i never knew about this kind of stuff i never did this spiritual awakening kind of stuff i was never that person uh-huh. now i believe in all of it mm-hmm. now i don't 
like I don't want to go see a therapist and they're like oh you need antidepressants because I'm not going to take them me too I'm that's been my hardest battle with finding a therapist you yeah. don't have to you got to do what's right for you yeah I don't want someone to be like oh these pills are going to help fil- fix you because I don't believe in that kind of me stuff too. I don't like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff I've been an addict my entire life and I will be an addict till the day I die mm-hmm. because of everything I've been through I know my addictive personalities I don't want to be addicted to something that's going to make me feel better in the long run yeah and it really doesn't. It just numbs it for the time being. Exactly. So it's not fixing anything. It's not. So, and it's a chemical that you're putting in your body that mm-hmm. I'm just not down with. Me like, too. I'm just, you know, I, I saw everything that happened with David and all the medication that went through him. And that truly, I feel, is what took him out is everything that they were pumping into his system on a regular basis. Like we're talking, he had 18 prescriptions, 18 yeah. prescriptions. It, I could fill this half of this cup with the amount of medication he Oh, every single day. I get it. And I feel like that is what destroyed him. Mm-hmm. So this different thinking, this different perspective on healing, I'm all about. I'm mm-hmm. all about it at this point. And mm-hmm. at this point in my life, honestly, I'm not going to not try anything that I think is going to make me feel better unless it's, again, a prescription, a medication, something like that. Yeah. But it makes me feel it made me feel better instantly you said i was glowing when you saw you really me. were i mean and i'm not just saying that because like i saw you walking across the parking lot and i'm like you were you had aura around you and it was great to see because i know where you've been lately and it was like dang jen you're doing good you look good you're doing good like i had to stop you to tell you that you know well i did just also get my hair done but you <laughs> but it was it was beyond that yeah <laughs> the that wind was, was yeah. blowing yeah. your hair was flowing <laughs> maybe it's maybelline (laughs) no i i believe that though like i when i found this girl i was like i don't want to be on medication i i was for a period to get me through like the hardest days and i quickly stopped them because i don't believe in 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 doing that i didn't ever even want vade i didn't even i don't like medication it doesn't work for me i also don't want anything that's going to numb something where i can't be a good caretaker so it's like i like having my mental health as on point as possible so if you can teach me how to align my energy how to get how to meditate i don't know how to freaking meditate how do i get in my own head to not meditate um my girl did give me this app though which i've used a couple times this week it's called um I'm trying to pull it up insight timer and um you log in and you could put on anything that you're like thinking like so i've been using mine for sleep and um it will be like sleep from stress sleep from heartbreak sleep from this like how what what kind of sleep are you trying to why can't you go to sleep and so you turn on this little meditation and i'll guide you through like a 10 minute meditation and i've been sleeping so well veda's been sick last night i slept so good really? like yeah and it's just 10 minutes i put my earbuds in and i'm asleep before it's even done and then i wake up at like two in the morning i still have my earplugs in and um i've been reading through it and searching all these different meditation meditations and so i'm really excited to keep trying it and it's a timed thing so you could do five minutes who everybody has five minutes of their day send that up to me i will it's called insight timer for anybody else out there that's interested in it and they have courses if your work is stressing you out and you need to go sit in your car for five minutes it will guide you through a workplace meditation like tons of different ways to like okay i just needed a minute to like get back on my game and i feel like the things that i'm reading through here has been good 
you know, a morning meditation, a music guided meditation. It could be like, oh, I like rock music. And so it will like guide you through a medica- meditation with that. And so I think that's pretty cool. I've never barely been into meditation, but like I said, I'm willing to do anything to get my mental health to a better place. Mm-hmm. Music is therapy for me in general. Mm-hmm. And I have been listening to a lot of like angrier music, <laughs> heavier music lately, because the music that I normally listen to is very like I put on Whiskey Myers radio the other day and I was like ready to jump <laughs> off a cl- yeah. cliff. Like I was like one depressing song after another. And I'm like, I can't. Like, well, I when can't you're in this. your feelings, music hits different. Yeah. You, f- you hear the lyrics so differently. I agree. I agree. So I found some things online that I wanted to share. And I know I took a picture of something earlier. I did too. Let me pull them up. Okay. So one just described me perfectly to a T, you know, why I don't think relationships work out for me. Okay. And it went on, like, it was like a swipe one and I didn't swipe the first one. Like I didn't screenshot the first one, but the second one was very on point for me. So you're clingy. I'm very clingy. I overthink a lot always needs reassurance. I naturally love so hard. I expect his actions to match mine. I'm sensitive. I get very attached. I shut down at times or I feel like I'm not being heard. I want to be around him all the time. I want to talk to him all the time. I often come off as I want to argue when I'm just trying to communicate. At times I let too much slide. I feel like I'm bothering or annoying to him too much. And I want to fix things right away. And it gets annoying. So I felt like that was me to a T. I could really also. Because I very much am a lover. Like I want to love. I want to love everyone. Mm -hmm. But you want that love back. You're yearning for it. I am yearning for that love back. And I thought I was kind of getting it, even though I wasn't. So the things that I found out today were (laughs) 11 signs you need a mental break in life. Okay, so we're going to go down this because this hit every single one for me and I'm sure it's going to hit for you. Number one, you feel overwhelmed. So for me, the feeling of being overwhelmed is the first sign of mental exhaustion, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. easily over things. My brain starts going crazy. I overstimulated. I'm super like exactly. And I'm laying in bed and all these things that holy shit, like I haven't thought about that in six years or Mm -hmm. oh my god that one time i made that girl feel like this in Mm -hmm. the ninth grade for sure and for whatever reason it's keeping me up at night right number two is you get easily you get easily exhausted that is me to et right now sounds like it so you get exhausted easily i i'm dead by the time i get home right now like Mm -hmm. i am dead Mm mm-hmm I don't want to do anything. I don't want to cook dinner. I don't think last week I cooked one time. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I don't think I cooked one time. Every night was, I th- I probably spent $400 in deliveries last mm-hmm. week. Easy. Mm-hmm. Just because I'd get home and mom would be like, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I took the easy way out, which is terrible. Which sucks too, because like you are the person like that provides for your household, that you're not entitled to just have that mental break for a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you guys figure it out. You're teenage boys. You're in a grown adult mom, like your, your mother, like figure it out. I don't need to worry about you guys. I need a minute. Yeah. And I, I catch myself literally like just staying in my bedroom. Like everybody just leave me alone. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to lay in my bed, Mm -hmm. watch a movie or whatever. 
probably a little depression. I get like that tasks I won't do. I just revert into my little shell of my room. Yeah. And, and that's me. And then I'll get a spurt of energy. So not this last weekend, but the weekend before that, I I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm gonna tear the sheets off, wash the whole bed, remove everything that I have in my house that's his, like put it all somewhere so I could get it back to him somehow. And I'm gonna focus on and I made a huge list like in my my to-do list on my phone of all these projects I want to get done around my house. Mm-hmm. Number one, starting with my closet because my closet was so full. Like I didn't have any hangers left. I didn't have any room to put anything. It, it's just, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So I start purging it. Mm-hmm. And I was at this point because I stopped. But I got through all of my shirts, all of my dresses. So I still need to go through the pants mm-hmm. and my skirts and jackets and then my drawers and then my and my shoes. Like I need to go through all of that. But anything that's not serving me purpose or I haven't worn, like I had, I've been holding on to some stuff for some time, mm-hmm. like some time. I have this giant, pop, but the, that's the problem now. It's like a manic a, episode where you like do yeah. it all and then you just, you're beat. You can't even process finishing it yeah and that's exactly where i am right now so now i have this giant pile of clothes right now in my room and to me i'm like oh i could try and sell it but then like i talked to shantae about it and she was like girl just get rid of it Mm -hmm. she's like because you're gonna sit there and you're gonna hold on to it and it feels good and she's like just go take it to like a a woman's shelter or Mm -hmm. something like that so now i just gotta bag it up and actually take it down there Mm -hmm. but again that overthinking that's funny though somebody just texted me Oh, um, timing is odd. Very odd. Not um, that person. Oh, I was not like, that whoa. person. <laughs> okay, I don't thank think God. Never going to text me again. Um, but, uh, well, if you ever need help, just um, you know, bagging it up, and I'm, call me, Veda, and I'll come over. We'll throw it in bags, and we'll take a drive down to a shelter. That sounds fun. You yeah, know? Like, like that's really what I want to do with it. Like when Shantae said that to me, I was just like, yeah, that serves so much purpose, more purpose than me throwing it in my garage and waiting for nice weather. Yeah, until, and then I have a garage sale. And right. Or like, then do I you sell, have the time like, for a dress that cost me eighty dollars for a dollar? Like that's not going to make me it, feel good. It's not. It'll make you feel better to give to somebody who needs yeah okay moving back to the list so number three is you keep losing your temper now this one i can literally like here i chat says what's going on you okay like what's you're not the same right now i'm not the same right now because i'm stuck Mm -hmm. i'm stuck right now so Mm -hmm. i'm not the same Mm -hmm. but i catch it with my kids and i like my kids are so fucking good they are so good and i just just because their their tone is i did it last night with caden like literally like just the way that he said something to me i was just like why do you think you could talk to me like that why do you think like i asked you one effing question just give me an answer there's no need for smart and he was just kind of like whoa Mm -hmm. where did that come Mm -hmm. from i'm like that a lot in my life like if i don't even realize i'm overstimulated until i blow a gasket and then it's like whoa why did i react that way because that wasn't warranted for anybody in my line of fire yeah so it says if you find yourself losing your temper frequently it could be your brain's way of telling you to take a rest Mm -hmm. number four your sleep is being affected this for me like spot on Mm -hmm. i am exhausted like sunday after i went to the emergency room the doc the doctor's just like i just want you to go home like get some rest take some naps go to bed early all of that i was physically and mentally done Mm -hmm. and i couldn't close my eyes like my brain was just like light bulb after Mm -hmm. not light bulb but like spark after spark after spark and 
I couldn't slow it down to the point where at like 7.30, I texted someone and I was like, I am going to lay down and I'm going to call it a day. I'm going to turn off everything. I didn't go to bed that night until 11.30 before I finally was like, okay, focus. Mm -hmm. Like you got to work in the morning, focus. And then I'll fall asleep and then I'm up at two. Mm -hmm. And then I'm up at 3.45. And then I'm up at 4.50. Yeah, that's telltale. And then 5.15. And at that point, I'm just laying in bed. Mm Mm-hmm. That for me, I cannot, I cannot get that one right for me. You definitely, I'm sending you this meditation app because if you get one night of good sleep from it, then great. You got one night. But if you try again and try again, might help. Yeah. Uh, Number five, you have trouble focusing. Again, right on the money for me. Like I can't focus on anything. I start a project. I can't finish it. Actually, last night I did really good because I meal prepped. Well, I didn't meal prep rep i meal planned this week Mm -hmm. bought all the groceries when i saw you Mm -hmm. at the grocery store and last night was the first night where i just put on some music in the kitchen and i cooked for three hours good i cooked dinner i prepped for tonight's dinner i prepped for two nights from now dinner like and i was just in my zone and how did that make you feel like when you were done probably accomplished yeah exactly so i felt really good with that but that was the first time that I've been able to focus on something and follow it through. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. Over this last few weeks. Correct. Yeah. Um, number six, you keep feeling dread. So dread is another negative emotion that affects your mental health. It can be confusing and troublesome to deal mm-hmm. with. Right. Well, All yep. of a sudden, something as simple as waking up or falling asleep could be causing you dread. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. Number seven, you lack the motivation to work. Like, I feel like all of these are like spot on, spot on, spot on. Like, I don't want to be here. Right. I don't want to do anything. I just want to win the damn lotto. Every every morning at 6 a.m., I'm entering the HDGTV. <laughs> oh, God. Like, so Florida, here I come. Because something in my life has to go right. I'm and like, I think it's going to be I'm this gonna house I'm going to keep that Florida. Mercedes, but I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to keep the furniture. I, and then I'm going to move to the mountains. I just talked about it with Chad and Anna the other day. I was just like, I was like, I'm like, my life has to change. Like, it's something has to happen in my favor. I said, so. And Chad's like, you're going to move to Florida? I'm like, no, I'm going to take like a month off. Go enjoy it. I said, and then I'll sell it. Yeah, put on the market. Keep all the things keep you want. Keep all the money and then buy a house where I want to live. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. You and me both in our own beds across Sparks. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, enter again on, on the whatever food network done. Let's enter it again on food network. Double my chances today. I'm moving to Florida. Oh, uh, shit. Me too. <laughs> uh, number eight, your social relations are being affected. Again, this couldn't hit. I don't want to do anything with anybody. I don't want to be part of anything. I don't want to go to dinner with you. I'm going to cancel plans if I, I make know. plans with you. I am going to say yes. And then when it comes down to it, I'm going to say no. Yeah. And, and you're usually not like that. You're like a yes. Like you like getting out doing things. Yeah. And I, I that, and it's just something like Shelly. It was just like, let's go to brunch. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, I can't, like, I can't, I can't yeah. leave my bed. I said, come and, up to Tahoe. Like, yeah. You, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, I just can't right now. So I'm saying no to everything. I wanted to say no to Aaron Lewis. And now that it all happened, I probably should have because maybe that wouldn't have happened to me i said no to amber for pbr it was her birthday last week and i easily could have canceled but that's my best friend and it's her birthday like i couldn't i couldn't go on but i want to say no to everything right now Mm -hmm. like i just want (laughs) to you're in a lull 
I want to just lay in my bed yeah. and do nothing. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't mean to be that person, but that's who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, your eating habits have changed 100%. I didn't eat yesterday until 7.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And then I just ate a small amount. And then I, I was I was the first person to get up from the table. Everybody else sat there for like 10 more minutes eating. And I was done in like three minutes, washed my dish, and then went to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Again, I've lost 12 pounds since. I mean, my break of diet is always a great <laughs> diet. I've always came out on top, but it doesn't happen in a healthy way. Yeah, it's not happening in a healthy <laughs> it's way. Not. Yeah. And then I feel like every time I do have a decent, good meal, that I end up throwing that meal up. Right. So that's. I whole... would say, like, I'm not a professional, but um, not to cut off this thing, but like, you know, it's depression and that's okay. You know, you're allowed to go through these things, but yeah. um, acknowledging it is half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Number 10, you feel lost. I think we all have plenty of moments when we doubt our life mm. and our life's purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Start questioning everything. And then number 11, you're having trouble living in the moment. Again, like I didn't want to have fun on Saturday night. And that mm-hmm. was my whole purpose yeah was i'm gonna go out with a bang i'm gonna go party with aaron lewis on his tour bus like i am gonna get hammered tonight uber home sleep half the next day then i was supposed to go to lunch with somebody like i'm just gonna continue it on with mimosas like and instantly it was all regret like instantly i was like i don't want to be here i don't want to do this i don't want to I'm not like uber religious, but again, like maybe that's like God's way of being like, no, that's not what you needed. I'm going to show you right now. Like you need to get it under control and face what's going on and not mask it with partying, raging, alcohol, doing it again the next day. Cause that's just a spiral and it's not going to yeah. serve you. Yeah. You know? And this is something that I was talking to Shantae about because, um, I had an appointment with her last week and I was just like, every time I drink, like I'm throwing up. Like Your that body's night, rejecting the it. last podcast we did, mm-hmm. I went from here to Amber's house. I had two drinks over there. I violently was throwing up all night long, mm-hmm. all night long. Um, I went, I came over here for dinner. And your labs all came back well? Everything came out fine. Well, thank God. Yeah. Um, I came over here from dinner and me and Anna drank one and a half bottles of wine between the two of us. Had the best steak I've ever had in my life. Went home, threw it all up like wow. instantly mm-hmm. and so Shantae's like this is when you just don't drink mm-hmm. your body's telling you enough mm-hmm. right now don't do it and I'm just like but it's so social, socially acceptable it right? really is so where you're just like and it does take the pain away a little bit in yeah. ways you know I hate to say that because um, it makes me sound like an alcoholic but in ways like when you've had a hard day like it does just help take like the tension and you know so I get why why people turn to it I do well, I had two tall cans last night. I told you. I know. I was like, a I was beer? Like, when I was cooking, yeah, I, I, I bought the three pack of Modellos that are like the, the okay, tall I love ones, right? And I cracked one open when I started cooking dinner last night and it, I was done with it by the time dinner was ready. And then I cracked another one and I drank, I don't, I think I actually didn't finish that one, but like I didn't throw up, but, well, good. and it, and I felt good and yeah. I didn't overthink and I got a good night's sleep. So Maybe because you did something like positive, but like you were like proud of, you know, cooking, planning, like instead you weren't using it to in a negative aspect. You were using it more in a, you know, it was like just 
social while you did something positive. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What do you got? I have. Yeah, I got a couple little ones. Um, um, hold on. My phone always. Um, okay. Some things. Okay. Grounding. Okay. So I said that I have panic attacks and maybe we have listeners that do have panic attacks. I'm not, I don't have chronic panic attacks. They're situation based. Like obviously the last year of my life, I felt more panic attacks than I've ever felt in my life. Um, I can't just take a Xanax because I have to care for somebody else whose life depends on me. Um, so I've learned this um, tip. It's called 54321 grounding. And it's truly helped in situations where I can't escape. Like I can't just go to my room for a minute, like driving down the freeway. And um, it's, can you name five things that you see? And so I'll be like a truck, a building, the road, my steering wheel, the radio, I can or like my dashboard, um, four things that you can feel. And then you like take yourself, okay, I'm touching my steering wheel. I can feel my heart be I can feel my legs like anything that I can feel around me three things that you can hear I can hear the music I can hear the cars passing me by and I can hear Veda totally fine in my back seat two things that you can smell whatever that might be and then one thing that you can taste and then as soon as you're done going through that five four three two one when you're in that panic zone you've just thought about so many more things that that panic is just gone and it's it's truthfully worked that's a really good one because you're not in that like fight or flight all of a sudden you're like okay ding 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 you're thinking about so many other things and my therapist brought that up the other day but i've used that and it truly has helped and um positive coping skills um things that like i know everybody says like it's so more easy to say it than when you're in the moment of like the anything negativity um depression panic anxiety whatever um reaching out to somebody that you trust um go out to your garden pick some flowers positive self-talk by staring at the mirror and telling yourself they're all negative thoughts taking a bath i know i love a bath it just feels my exactly and it does bring me back to a little bit more like being in the grief for a second there's nothing wrong with being in the grief a good cry feels so good and then once that cry's done you don't have any more tears it's like okay that felt good um declutter like you just tried to do it probably even though you didn't finish it probably did feel great feels great you know just getting rid of it you don't need it you don't use it get rid of it meditate go for a walk get some fresh air um ask for help get in your car and go sing drive and sing as loud as you can um, use aromatherapy. I love aromatherapy. Um, journal. You said that you've been journaling. I've been journaling a little bit and I can't journal on demand like, okay, today I'm feeling depressed, but this app has these new prompts and wow. Okay. I could journal about that. You're telling me what to journal. I'll journal about it. Makes it 10 times easier. Um, making a gratitude list, drinking water, working out, playing with your pet. You have a handful of them right now. You can play with your dogs. Um, Deep breathing. Okay, my therapist the other day, she said, this is the best thing that you can do. And I used it over the weekend because when Veda gets sick, I go into fight or flight. Well, I don't have time to go into fight or flight mode in my brain, but in my core, I am. Um, And so so when you take a deep breath in, think about your lungs filling up with like a red triangle, tons of red triangles, filling up your lungs. Obviously, that can't take up the whole space, but like... Filling up your lungs as much as you can with those red triangles. And then when you slowly breathe out, all those red triangles pop and you blow all that red air out of your lungs. And it's like you're visualizing 
your lungs filling up and a, a symbol in there, like filling that space, popping and you release it. And it worked this entire weekend when I was in a bad space with the beta. So just little things that can help. Um, you know, it's, you don't know when these like depression or anxiety or, you know, are going to hit. So it's like little tools that you can have to process what you're going through. Um, I thought I had one more little one. Oh, and always remembering you are not your thoughts. So it's like, if you're thinking that you're the middleman, you're not, you are not those thoughts. Those thoughts are not true. They're not real. And I have to remind myself all the time when it's like, Veda is physically here. She's physically okay. She's not going to pass away. She's not, not breathing. She's not, she's, you, you are not those thoughts in your head. You just always have to remind yourself mm-hmm. of that. So those are mine. And also I just wanted to say if anybody is ever in crisis, 988 is the suicide crisis center. If you just don't feel like you are able to cope and you don't have somebody to lean on and you don't have a therapist, um, I've never called it, but I've thought about calling it and it's there for a reason. So 988, you could dial it from any phone. That will help. That's awesome. Um, going back to the journaling. Yeah. So the new update on your phone, all of a sudden everybody has a journal app on their mm-hmm. phone now. And I used it. <clears throat> My first one was a sappy one, you know, and I'll just start with what I started with. So the, I started on January 17th and I said, it's been 11 days since you broke up with me. I'm crushed. I don't understand. I've looked at your profiles a, a million times, slowing, seeing, slowly seeing me disappear from your existence. I've cried. I've made myself sick. I can't sleep through the night. I'm not going to go on with the rest, but it's helping me. Um, You're getting so it I out. Did it. I did it on the 18th. I did it on the 20th. I did it on the 21st. I did it on the 24th. So I did it that's today. Mm-hmm. So I, I t- today I actually just did a like a picture and it was something that I did post on the 40 years to freedom Instagram where it says you have to let people go. Everyone who's in your life are meant to be in your journey, but not all of them are meant to stay until the end, which again, I am a true believer in everything happens for a reason. Everyone serves a purpose, right? And I don't know what this purpose was with me, whether it was to wake up my senses of that. I am, you know, acceptable of being loved. I'm acceptable of being happy, happy. I need to feel that happiness and that love and appreciation for myself and my family first, whatever it is that this happened for a reason. Now, is it gone? It's gone. It's gone forever. Let's just face that. And that's one thing that, again, Shantae said to me, she's like, don't say that because you never know. You never know it could happen. I know in my heart, I know in my heart that I'm a firm believer of I never go back in life. I never go back in life. Yeah. If he did not see your value the first time, he does not deserve you the second. Yeah. So I am a firm believer that he served his purpose. Um, He showed me, he showed me happiness that I haven't had in a really long Mm -hmm. time and the ability to believe in myself for something. He called me beautiful all the time. And now I truly feel that when half the time I look homeless, let's be honest, but when I do put makeup on and get, do my hair, that 
like you said, like I looked great. You could see, you know, my energy was good. I felt good about myself. Like if I put in that effort that more people would notice me like this imaginary guy at this concert. Right. <laughs> I guess clearly noticing me all night long that around. I had no idea about. But again, that's not where I'm at right now. Like I, I couldn't even imagine getting into another relationship anytime soon. Yeah, you do have to heal. Yeah, and you know for yourself but also for that other person you yeah. know like you it's have not to fair. yeah it's mm-hmm. not fair to them so in the great words of a good friend of mine brad Forsyth, uh he told me the best way to get over one jennifer is to get under one amen <laughs> <laughs> so again um looking for that i guess you would say <laughs> I don't even want to say that out loud, but still, I mean, it's true. It it, it has to be true. Like it is. It has to be true. Maybe I should call the white rapper. <laughs> Please don't. No, don't never. ever go back. Never, never call the white again. <laughs> well, this has been an emotional podcast for sure. It really has. But you know, sometimes this podcast is therapy for me, and Same sometimes here. talking about mental health for the world to hear is also like this is. I hope it helps somebody else because um, I just want to be relatable, you know, and raw sometimes. And th- that's just what we're here to do. You know, yeah. we're not, nothing's perfect. And there's like things, again, that algorithm of your phone. Like I sent you that thing, that speed dating thing that's happening on Valentine. Of course it happened. This all happens right before Valentine's Day. I haven't had a fucking Valentine and I can't even tell you when. Even when I was married, like it was so dead and over that it wasn't like Valentine's for so long. That, of course, this happens. But there's a speed dating thing here in Reno. I want you to do it. On Valentine's. I am not doing it by myself. I told Brad, I was like, I low-key wish I could go, but I totally understand I can't because I love you so much. But, like, if I could be her support person, that would be really cool. But I know that I can't. And he's like, I'm glad you know that. So, in my head, I'm, like, thinking, who who can I take with me to this? And I don't know. Have Maybe. you asked my brother-in-law? I have not asked your brother-in-law. You know, I don't think it's his cup of tea, but yeah. you never know. You know, it's he, not well, his cup of tea. Yeah, I'm not even going to dread him. He'd probably be like, F that. I'm good. Yeah, he's like, I'll just go buy you dinner and we're good. We're yeah. good. So, again, this you is You should post. Is just like, be like, hey, any of my single friends want to do this with me? Sounds fun. You might be surprised that someone might be like, cool. Something to do on Wednesday night. I don't know. A, that's, that's the biggest problem is that I don't have a ton of single friends. Well, I'll share it. <laughs> I don't either. I'm going to be going with some stranger. <laughs> I, know. I don't even I know. I was literally texting you like random people like, what I'm about like, so-and-so's sister three times removed? And I'm you're like, like no. Yeah, no. I know. Like that <laughs> one person, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I vibe well with them. So anyways, this is like therapy to me. And I appreciate you so much. You have been such a huge support to me. You were literally, I texted you at 6 a.m., 6.15. Whatever time it happened that day, I texted you right afterwards and I was just like so I just got dumped and you have been such a good support system for me you always have been all right well same back Uh, you give what you get and you give me so much support like it it's an honor to be able to give you support if you need it and um I know that we'll be like that for life yeah oh it makes me cry I love you friend I love you too all right you guys if you guys have any questions concerns um single uncles maybe i don't know <laughs> i i mean i'm i'm just not quite sure where i'm going with this but i mean if you guys just need somebody to talk to you know we're good we're good for that always yeah and we've been through life and back so um i i wish everyone the best no matter who's listening to this podcast 
whether you are in my life or now no longer in it, wish you nothing but the best. And I wish nothing but happiness and love for everyone that is in my life. So, yeah, I was thinking of starting an email like Dear Abby. 40 years to freedom, like that people could write in and we could help, you know, we could help them. Yeah. Who knows with our wine? Yeah. We're out of wine. I mean, we're not, but we are. (laughs) All right, you guys, thanks for a great podcast. Interact with us, interact with our posts. You guys have been doing great. Uh, If you're not following Veda's journey yet or Veda's voyage yet on Instagram, please give that a like and a follow. Uh, It is quite an amazing story that, Thanks. My friend right here has yeah. come through. So I love you. Love you. And hopefully we'll be back next week. Yeah, sounds good. All right.